IBM has issued its X-Force 2012 Mid-Year Trend and Risk Report, which highlights the current state of affairs in information security. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to discuss the report is Rick Miller, Director of IBM Managed Security Services. Welcome, Rick. Hey, thanks, Eric. Glad to be here. Uh, first off, uh, please take a few moments to tell us what the IBM X-Force is. The IBM X-Force is really our team of cybersecurity researchers who primarily are looking for vulnerabilities in systems. They're collaborating with other such groups around the world. But we also take everything that we've learned through that research and through our managed security services team, and the many thousands of devices in over 133 countries and the you know, 15 billion events we're getting per day. And we look for trends and patterns in that information. And we publish a report twice a year called the X-Force Trend Report that sort of speaks to customers about what are the trends that we're seeing in the security industry. How would you characterize the current state of IT security? What's the difference about 2012 and say 2010, 2011 when it comes to cybersecurity? Obviously, there's a couple of broad trends. You know, number one, you know, you're seeing that actually the total number of reported vulnerabilities has, uh, has been decreasing. While at the same time, you also see a trend in the industry with very specific, very targeted, very financially motivated or state-sponsored attacks that are not sweeping all customers but are very targeted to each individual customer. We see this as the evolution of what's been happening in terms of some of the more annoying type of problems that happened earlier. Again, very targeted type of attack. I think the industry likes to use the term advanced persistent threat, and you can call it that, but a lot of times it's as simple as just finding the the lowest common denominator weakness that any individual company has and taking advantage of it. So when you say that reported vulnerabilities are decreasing, is this because they're not happening or because organizations are are able to handle some of these type of problems and what you were hearing about are the more serious ones that you just made reference to? I think a combination of a couple things. Number one, on, on the very positive side, a lot of the vendors that were being exploited the most for vulnerabilities uh, just because of the, the popularity of the application or the popularity of the operating system, you're seeing that their programs to shore up the security holes have been working. But I think the second part of that is you certainly have security vulnerabilities are more valuable, if you will. So I think just being kept a lot closer to the vest and you're having very well-organized organizations in cybercrime that are also doing research into vulnerabilities. And you know, when, they, when they find things, they're not exactly disclosing those. They're not disclosing what they find because obviously there's a financial gain to be made or some sort of gain to be made by having that information. Are we seeing an increase in cybercrime, or is it just becoming more of awareness of it? Well, I think you're certainly seeing an increase in cybercrime. It's certainly a hard thing to gauge. I remember seeing a Department of Justice publication a while back that uh, you know, certainly indicated that cybercrime has exceeded you know, real physical crime in terms of the dollar value. The report highlights the number of vulnerabilities organizations and, in, and individuals face. Your research shows that there is a continuing trend for attackers to target individuals by directing them to a trusted URL or a site that has been injected with malicious code. Our audience is primarily those charged with safeguarding their organization's IT systems. What can they do to protect their stakeholders, their customers, from such attacks? 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. So you've seen that that evolution in the sophistication now of, of these email-based attacks where they want you to, to hit a specific link and, and download the, the malware. And these things could end up coming from of people that you trust in your organization or, you know, or, or parties that you work with legitimately, and that's the evolution that has happened with, with that. And so even people who are reasonably security savvy, if not careful, could, could hit one of these links. I think this ultimately comes down to what it is always come down to, which is social engineering. And there has to be programs that really raise the awareness that, that this goes on to be very careful about what you're doing to take actually to take a, a look at that URL and if it just seems wrong to pass it by. For example, IBM with its 400,000 plus employees around the world, every single employee on a periodic basis has to go through training on the digital IBMer, which includes you know information about this type of attack and what can happen to you and steps that you can take. Any metrics on how successful that is? No metrics from for me, but we believe it's one of the, the primary ways that cybercrime is happening right now. You don't have to necessarily find a way to crack the company. You just you find a way to crack one individual. And once you have sort of that, that access and that person ends up going back, you know, takes their laptop back into the corporate network, then you have a, uh, a way in and you can start escalating privileges, and, and that's very common. SQL injections as a means of attack have been around for years. What's different about the SQL injections today versus the past? SQL injection, you know, you're right, it's been around forever. It wasn't really taken advantage of strongly until a couple of years ago. It was always that potential, sort of like mobile devices today, right? You don't hear a lot about security problems, but you know, it's one of those things that it's sort of uh, it, it's there and it's, and it's just a, a matter of time before that, uh, you know, catches on it and becomes more more pervasive. The SQL injection today is still a primary way that applications and networks become compromised. M- making sure that e-commerce systems are coded correctly, doing application testing on a periodic basis, these are all necessary steps for any company to, to take to make sure that they're safe from that type of attack. Are SQL injections being used more than in the past? Yes. Well, we really saw it take off. You know, I think it was like 2007, 2008. Prior to that, you didn't see it all that often, but it's a one of the top three or four ways that a company gets attacked. Look, it's, it's sort of like a, a flu shot. Every uh, so often, you've got to go take a look at your applications, and you've got to do some, some testing against them. The report shows that the Apple Mac operating system, which has traditionally escaped the aim of hackers, is no longer the case. Why so, and what's threats do Max face? Lots of us in the security industry expected this to happen. Prior, it wasn't necessarily because the Mac OS had fewer vulnerabilities, but it was simply a business decision. If you're writing software to go break into computers, you know, what are you going to write it for? Um, if you have limited resources, you're going to write it for the most popular operating systems and the most popular applications that are they're pervasively used. So you saw a lot of attacks against those types of systems and, and not so much against Mac OS, which you know, didn't have a lot of market share. But times have changed and Apple's become the company that it's become. You see the Mac OS, you know, in terms of its market share rising and to the business opportunity that that represents, now you're seeing a lot more uh, exploits being written against vulnerabilities for Mac OS. And any specific kind of exploits? Um, no, I mean, I don't think there's anything, you know, uh, specific that hasn't been, you know, seen uh, before in the Windows world or Linux world, if you will. But, um, but just, you know, things that, that take advantage of, uh, of the fact that it's a, it's a 
you know, very popular operating system and a very popular platform. What's on the horizon in the coming months and years that those charged with securing their company's digital infrastructure should be aware of? There's a couple of areas bring your own device and how companies are going to you know, deal with the reality that these things will be used for both personal and, and business. How do you want to grant access if you want to grant access? And do you want to segment your population with privileged users versus not privileged users and you know, all these sorts of things? Also on the horizon certainly is cloud and virtualization. Whether it's private cloud or public cloud, companies are sort of wrestling with not only the utility and the economic value of such a thing, but also what are the security implications of, of putting important processes in the cloud and what are the sorts of certifications and assurances and security that's going to be provided in that cloud. The fact that while security has become a board issue and it's become that way because of a lot of the, the targeted and high-profile and disclosed attacks that have happened, it also has elevated security position, whether that be the chief information security officer at a company or type of risk officer. It's true that in a survey that we've conducted, only about half of companies have a position, and of those who have such a position, a, to a large degree, most of the people who are in that position have only held the position for a year or less. And sometimes these people can come from more physical security environments. You know, that there are certainly finite resources and how to implement those resources in the most effective way to not completely eliminate the risk because nobody can do that, but, but know which things you can focus on to reduce your risk most effectively. Well, thanks, Rick. Thank you, Eric. I've been speaking with Rick Miller, Director of IBM Managed Security Services for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.